Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. This is a podcast from Minute Media. What is up, everybody? Welcome to The Stack. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And on The Stack, we talk about a bunch of comics that come out willy-nilly. We don't even care anymore. Wow. Some of them are today. Some of them are next week. Some of them are several weeks Some from now. Some of them are Wednesdays. Some of them are Wednesdays. Some of them are Wednesdays. <laughs> no, it's I guess, chaos. I guess that's consistent. I'm sorry about that. Fuck yeah, but this is a big stack. This, no, this is, is a, a big stack. Big stack. Oh, little big stack. That's a, it's so, not like a huge stack, but it's a big stack. It's a Dece stack. It's Dece. It's Dece. I wouldn't put it in the I've pooch. I've seen bigger. Okay. Okay. Should we get into yeah, it? Yeah, let's do it. It's Dece. Or just keep talking around the size. No, no. The size. Always talk up the size. Oh, it's not boy. important. The size of the stack. It's how the reviews go. Whoa. Which is what we're doing now. Kicking it off with Ahoy Comics Second Coming Number One. Now, this one caused a big kerfuffle back in the day. It was originally supposed to be a Vertigo comics book, and then for some reason, the idea of writing a comic book about Jesus coming back to Earth and tangling with a Superman esque superhero ruffled some feathers. Who would have thought uh, it has since moved over to Ahoy Comics with the same team, including Mark Russell as the writer? Mm. Uh, he wrote the Flintstones comic book, which you like so much, and a couple of other titles. What? Wonder Twins. Did you guys think about this book? Was it worth the controversy? Um, is it controversial? How did you think about the content? Pete, you're raising your hand. Very polite thing to do in a church-like atmosphere, which is what we're trying to uh, get to. Yes. Um, yep. I'm wondering, is the Ahoy Comics a connection to the Netflix Stranger Things Ahoy? Uh, well, ooh, look who watched a TV, TV show. guy over yeah. here. Look at deep conspiracy theorist. Yes. Mm. Scoops Ahoy from Stranger Things 3. Mm. Yep. Or How- is it a connection to Chips Ahoy, the <laughs> popular cookie? Oh. Or a connection to the word Ahoy, which sailors say. Yeah. 
I think it's the third one because that's the name of the comic book company. That's what it is. They are a fledgling comic book company. They've just launched, but they have some really quality titles that people yep. are liking a lot. There's, uh, oh gosh, I'm blanking on the name of it. It's not a different world. It's another world, uh-huh. uh, a parallel mm-hmm. universe tale. Uh, they have this. They have a couple of other titles coming up as well. They're expanding pretty rapidly. Yep. Uh, but beyond your very funny joke about Stranger Things, really liked it. Very topical. What do you think about the comic book? Pete, super religious. Like you've really got to know your stuff to follow this thing. I don't know if you how bad you have to <laughs> I don't know your so. stuff. Oh man, you got to know all the commandments, bro. Nah, no, you don't. They're not even listed in here. <laughs> it's just don't tablet with squiggles on it. Yeah, which I think is what the original. What I liked were. about this book was its approach to religion and what I was expecting coming into here, and what I think it, people were expecting based on the controversy was that it was really going to skewer Jesus and be raunchy and in your face. Um, but it's actually, I think, very respectful and thoughtful about religion, Yeah, which I liked a lot. Yeah, I thought this was great, really smart. I can't believe this contro- controversy because, it, to, if anything, this feels like it's bringing the like values of Jesus Christ to a younger audience that would be like l- interested in looking at it. And especially with a Superman analog main character, which so many Superman t- movies are like are so Christ e. Yeah. Like uh, which one was it? The su- su- their su- most recent Superman that wasn't had that didn't have Batman in it, where he's like Man falling. Of Man of Steel. Where he's oh, like okay. falling out of the. Uh, the orbit with his hands out in a like yeah. crucifix. I was like, that's more sacrilegious than this. This is at least about that religious figure. Right. I mean, there's some parody things that happen. You start yeah. with a god who is a very like good old dude. He's being raunchy and in your face to people. Uh, he's pretty pissed off at humanity. Uh, eventually, Jesus decides to go down after 30 days. The thirty years, excuse 30 me. Years. Uh, sorry, Jewish. I don't, I'm not really familiar with yeah, this. This must have been really hard for me uh, to understand. This I is, just couldn't get into it at all. This is kind of raunchy. Write something about Passover. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the you know they had the old uh, forbidden fruit. There was dicks and you know uh, that's funny. Yeah, vaginas and fruit. So that was kind of pretty raunchy. Also, wait, uh, sorry, what got, kind of fruit do you eat? But God was like kind of a dick to his son. Like you only lasted thirty years. You you know, like I was like, wow, this is they had raunchy moments. So I can understand the controversy a little bit. Sure, but when they actually get to the Jesus of it all, uh, he is kind and yeah. he is loving, and he eventually they they portray his death in a more human way than I think I've seen ever portrayed. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's really smart. And uh, Mark Russell, who is is a writer who always thinks so uh, deeply about the content he's creating, and it's just another great example of that. It was really fun the way you were like, he is a writer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the guy wrote this is a writer? That's what I'm talking Thanks about. Thanks for clearing that up. Well, they, that's just another conspiracy theory we can take <laughs> off your board feed. <laughs> uh, yeah, and as this continues and as it works in the Superman character, also it's very knowledgeable and nice about the Superman character. Same sort of thing. He could have been a dick. It could have mm-hmm. been like, and this is not a knock against it, but it could have been a Garth Ennis, the boys style thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a, that at all. No. It's, and he talks about this in the back matter a bit where he says, no, he's religious and he wants to explore what religion means and what Christ coming back to Earth would actually mean. 
mean and how that would relate to people. And I think that's fascinating. Very cool. Christ, the original superhero. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's what a lot of people say in Sunday school, I bet. I don't know. I, I'd say Moses, maybe. Moses? Moses. Come on. Who do you have on your side that's a real hero? On my side? Yeah. yeah. They're all on my side. Oh, yeah. Including Jesus, <laughs> asshole. Oh, yeah. oh boy. I honestly, you probably know more about Christianity than I do. So. It's entirely possible. Let's no. move on to a Marvel comic book. Elijah. He's the one you're leaving the chair. What's up with him? Is he invisible? Yeah, he's got invisibility powers. See, there we go. It's pretty sweet. Leave him. Is he there? Is he not? Leave a chair open because he could show up. Yeah. Abraham has roasting his own son powers, which is pretty cool. Nice. What a hero. He's a real Punisher type. Yeah. Oh, come on, man. He doesn't like picnics unless they're his son. <laughs> oh, dude. All right. Moving on to a Marvel comic book. This is a big return. Giant size ecstatics. Number one. After years uh, talking about parodies, the ultimate X-Men parody that was in continuity is finally back. Uh, they're bringing in some new characters. The old team, uh, Peter Milligan, Mike Allred, and Laura Allred are back together. Uh, this is so good. I was so happy to see them back together again. Yeah. How'd you guys feel the about The art this? alone is worth picking this up. It's so cool. Very cool. Very fun. Some of the jokes felt a little dusty uh, to me. Ooh. I can see that. Dusty. Uh, a little dusty. But um, the, honestly, the first thing when I was reading this was I had a flashback to when we were doing our old video show, The Stack, and we reviewed the X-Force run that uh, Joe Casey and Rob Liefeld relaunched with. Mm -hmm. And I think I said on the show, like, I, we've seen this before so many times, the original X-Force, recently Ecstatics, this feels like a retread. And Rob Liefeld, like, hammered us in the comments. Oh, like, that's really right. Really got after us. Yeah. So I had a wicked flashback of, like, oh, no, remember? We were yelled <laughs> at um, so much. Uh, <laughs> so much. <laughs> so, so much. Yeah. Well, uh, Rob Liefeld, definitely let us know what you think about our review of Giant Size Ecstatics, I guess. Uh, I think it's good to see everybody back together. It's yeah. definitely skewering the whole idea of Giant Size X-Men. It is skewering reboots as well as it goes. Um, but I liked it. I'm excited to find out by the end of the issue that there's more of it. Uh, the general idea, as much as there is any sort of not idea, but any sort of dramatic thrust behind an ecstatics book is the ecstatics have been broken apart. Uh, they are brought back together because one of their old leaders has turned into an enemy in a big twist. Yeah. Uh, but mostly everybody is concerned with ratings, just like they usually were. They want to get back on TV. They want to be famous. They're interested in deal ends. It's fun. They're trying to get the youth on board. You know what I mean? It's all about getting those youth numbers. What I like about That's this... That's why I just want to mention I'm very excited to introduce our new youth correspondent, JT Sizz. Hey, hey, what up, JT Sizz here? Just checking it out. Just a Snapchat. Just working through the internet. Just like checking it out and running around a comment board. Uh, so, You're yeah. Right? Huh? What? what just happened? He's JT Sizz, our teen correspondent. Hey, 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 JT Sizz. He's just, on he just turned his hat backwards and started talking very fast. Yeah, you don't know Different person, anything. different person, you don't different know persona. Kids. Young, fresh, chill. Yeah. How's TikTok, by the way? TikTok, cool TikTok right now. Just beep, 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 nice. Beep, 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 Can you Venmo me? You already sent your money. It says Venmo, Zell. I zelled it right over to you. Chase Quickway. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> kids love Chase Quickback. <laughs> kids love Chase Quickback. You uh, just another great way to send money. <laughs> Man, you, are, you have got your finger on the pulse, I bro. I fucking do. Uh, yeah. I'm 14 years old and I love TD Bank. <laughs> Hey, what bank? Trade. People love a bank repped by Regis Philbin. <laughs> <laughs> Huge youth star. Uh, what I was going to say is I love how all these characters are selfish. 
That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to a DC comic book, Batman number 74. This is the end of the last oh. arc because before City of Bane kicks off. Uh, where we left things, Batman's father is back alive, sort of. He's the Batman from the Flashpoint universe. He is carting around the dead body of Batman's mother through the desert with Batman, who seems to be brainwashed. At least that's where he left him. And this issue, we pick up... With them getting not to a Lazarus pit, what is it called? A carn pit? This is a, like a high-end Lazarus pit. Like a it's real like primo one. Bad the Lazarus pit of Lazarus uh, pits. But as a classic soul gem type situation where you've got to trade a life for a life to bring somebody back to life. Uh, and over the course of this, they tell a classic fable oh, that ties yeah. into the issue that leads to a awesome cliffhanger at the end. I was so satisfied with the finish to this arc. Uh I was so nervous after the last issue. I was, like, pretty upset about the choices that Batman was making. This issue completely redeemed everything. Uh. I'm so happy with the way this ended and how it ended. And, oh, my God, the the writing, the art is just fantastic in this book. Uh, Yeah, this was such a cool story arc and such a fun twist that really kind of had you on the edge of your seat of like what the fuck is happening tom king is the shakespeare of batman wow wow so he even got a kite man reference and i know you guys love that uh yep no no i think someone else had a kite man reference in one of our stack this week oh uh i think this uh this run is just so it lays out so many just themes of batman and uh, we get to experience them all at once like it's so good it's about him being a great hero um, uh, dealing with the tragedy without having to see a bunch of pearls falling all over the ground again. Yeah. Uh, we get to see him be like a detective, outfox someone, dealing with the Batman family at the same I get time. I got outfox. Got you. Nice over, reference. Got you over there. Uh, that's see, that Shakespeare layering ideas, Fox. Well, yeah, by yeah, the way, I'll, I like how you just sat on your chair backwards when you said he was the original Shakespeare. Uh, thank you, guys. So I am sometimes very youthful, but I'm sometimes like a cool professor. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Uh, and you, you stand and deliver. That's right. We got. We have ten. I have tenure here on this podcast. <laughs> I hate to tell you, um, I'm here permanently. <laughs> All right. Let's hear from Pete's dangerous mind. What do you have to say? Uh, I just think that. Uh, yeah, I was just really impressed with how well uh, everything really tied in in such a smart way, and also the way that they dealt with his past. You know, just in such a cool way that said so much when you stop and think about it. Uh, yeah, I was just so impressed with Tom King, and I'm sad to see uh, that he's not going to be doing it after a little bit. So, Well, but he is. He's going to be doing Batman through City of Bane, then he's moving over to the Batman and Catwoman title, so we're not getting rid of him for a good he's long while. He's going to be around. Okay. Just like Shakespeare. Exactly. He's still around. Who do you think is going to take over Batman after Tom King? Shakespeare. Oh, wow. That would be cool. <laughs> that, would be, that, would be, that would be People would love that. Yeah, I know they're like, uh, this. hey, Tom King, your Batman's a little too confusing. Let's get <laughs> William Shakespeare to write. <laughs> oh, man. Could you imagine? That would, that would sell a lot of copies. Yeah, true. Yeah. No. No. Uh, no? If Shakespeare came back to life and wrote a comic book? Yeah, people would be upset. They'd be like, dude, can we examine you? Why are you writing a comic? I'd be like, I want I want to explain how Batman's parents died. Oh my God. I'm Shakespeare. Well, do, you even, do you even know what an <laughs> impression <laughs> is? That's so far away from the, the idea of an impression. 
It's like you're doing you a parrot. Do like a, <laughs> it's like you you're, guys, you're being a parrot. Not all impressions are parrots doing ah. voices. <laughs> a lot of people do impressions where they sound like the parrot. Uh, yeah, you guys, I wrote uh, several Henry plays. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Check those out. Here's the next review from Image Comics. <laughs> Reaver number one. I thought this was pretty good. <laughs> All right, so let's say the actual title in a way. Reaver people, number one. It was so very clear when I said no, it from it Image not. Comics. Uh, this is a new title, uh, bringing together a team in a magical world to go on an adventure together, but it's way darker and grosser than that. Pete, this seemed right up your alley. What did you think? Yeah, I really love this comic. I like the way they kind of formed the team in a yeah. classic way that was just a lot of fun and... and uh, Intense, very intense. Uh, didn't shy away from a lot of issues, but I was real impressed with this, and I'm ex- and it does such a good, good job <laughs> of getting you excited for the next issue. Yeah, I agree. This is fun. It's like a, sort of a little Ocean's Eleven-y Ooh, yeah. uh, thing. We don't quite know the rules of the world, except like sh- teeth can be really sharp. I'm just always into when you have a scene of somebody who's been hanging out in a big pool of blood and then they come out of the big pool of blood and the blood's dripping off them. I'm like, nice. That's cool. That's a cool swimming pool That's you a got cool there. Swimming pool. Uh, yeah, this is fun. Like you said, very Ocean's Levy Z, uh, but darker on a fantasy subject. The yeah. characters are very clear from the get go. Yeah. Uh, they're clearly in a dangerous situation. It's going to be fun to follow this one as it goes along. It would be so hard to maintain a pool of blood. Think of the, the well, chlorine. that's why they have all those people they murder. Yeah. That's why you, you don't want to open your eyes when you're swimming through a pool of blood because you get the chlorine in your eyes. Exactly. <laughs> that's the problem. Uh, moving back to Marvel Comics, Invisible Woman number one. This is Mark Wade doing a little bit of a spy twist on the classic Fantastic Four. A riff. A riff, if you will. Uh, what would you think about this? This this was a surprise to me. I guess I should have known this was coming out, but I did not, uh, and I was very surprised how it turned out. Well, gotcha. You just got pranked. Oh, Your man. boys, Pete and JT Sizz. Nice. Hid it from you and then pranked you. I tell you guys, you're supposed to send me that report of every Fantastic Four book that's coming out. <laughs> yeah, we Monday did it. You didn't let me know. You guys got me so bad. Uh, we got you, Chase QuickPay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I was happy that Sue Storm's getting a little love. You know, first oh, time she's Sue got a Storm. Yeah, Luca's <laughs> on a casual first name basis with Me her. And the Sues. Yeah, uh, but I, I, yeah, I, you know, it's a good. T- uh, I'm glad that she's got her own solo title. And uh, Mark Wade's writing it. He's an amazing writer, so that's exciting. Um, yeah, and it's cool to see her. Not dragged down by her awful husband. So it's fun to see what she can do on her own. Uh, Even in this comic, they were like just showing her being like, please pay attention to me. And he's like, oh, busy. Go away. It's like, was that Shakespeare? What was going on there? I think that was a parrot uh, doing Reed Richards. (laughs) Guys, really, really parrots. uh, We're uh, we're taking a class. Yeah, it's cool. Great great choice for a class. It's very expensive. Uh, (laughs) The bird of prices alone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Oh, bird. Is it taught by a bird? It's taught by a bird, yeah. 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 Uh, Most of the other classmates I have noticed, and I don't know if you notice this, Pete, are birds. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you know, I don't see color. Now that I think of it, Every, so it's Wednesday nights. Pete and I go down to Washington Square Park. Uh-huh. The class is in the middle of Washington Square Park. Mm-hmm. We throw our money on the ground. The bird teacher picks it up, 
and teaches us to be birds. I'm starting to think maybe it's just a flock of birds that we're throwing all of our money into. That can't be true. I, yeah. that you, but your work, no your impressions way. have gotten so much stronger. I know. That's what I'm saying is I'm learning so much. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to cast aspersions on uh, yeah, senior I mean, feathers. <laughs> Good did, you say, did you say senior? Senior. senior. The senior. Yelp review was really highly rated, so I doubt yeah, it. But again, think. the Yelp review was just a dog going, Yelp! Yelp! Wow. Uh, I like this Invisible Woman comic, too. I like that she's been uh, sort of given this role, or she carved out this role as part of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. um, and now uh, Mark Waite is taking that and sort of running with it on this espionage mission. So, of course, she encountered a friend on the way. Yeah. This oh. is something you should never think about with comic books, but this comic book definitely made me start thinking about her age, specifically because she's running missions with original-style Nick Fury back when the Fantastic Four debuted, and then this is clearly years later, and new Nick Fury, Nick Fury Jr. has showed up yeah. uh, and interacted with her and is like, oh, you ran missions back with my dad years ago. And I'm like, is she 60 years old? What, what exactly is happening here? Don't think about age I know. Time. Again, you yeah. shouldn't think about it. Yeah, they don't were think in about space it. for a while where time's different. Oh, yeah. Okay, it runs backwards and whatever. Yeah, plus mm-hmm. in space, it like treats your skin because it's so cold. Yeah. yeah. In Keeps space, no one can treat your skin. Yeah. That's how it goes. Except you. Blade Runner 2019, number one from Titan Comics, coming out July 17th. So a little advanced review. A little lead time Uh, for you. So you can get more time to think about it. You could get a running head start to the comic book Exactly. Really pull yourself back, like going to those old cars, and then let yourself go. So as you can expect from the title, since it's Blade Runner 2019, nothing's happened yet. It just takes place now, and there's no Blade Runners. There's no replicants or (laughs) anything like that. It's pretty cool. Did no, you read this comic? No, it's I'm it's a joke, Pete. I'm oh, making a geez. joke because it takes place in the future. Yes, Blade Runner, but 2019 is because there's Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, which is 30 years from now. Yep. Just, just think quick. Just there. think where we'll be. Oh man. The answer right here now. Because I've have you guys seen the Blade Runner movies? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> what did you so, think about it as uh, people so who have seen the Blade this. Runner movies? I mean, it's very similar setup to the Blade Runner movies, but I enjoyed this. Uh, I think it's a cool character that we get to kind of be with, and I'm excited for more. I think the art's fantastic. It's kind of a classic thing that we can kind of quickly get behind sets up the world and gets going, I, I thought it was a great first issue. Yeah, I like that we dispense with the is she a replicant thing yeah. right out of the gate so we don't have to wonder. Spoilers, dude. Come on, bro. I didn't say is she or is she not. I'm right. just saying that's what we're dealing with here. And the uh, the mystery of the uh, the kidnapped... Uh, Spoilers, bro. Come on. It's okay, Pete. That's just talking about the story. It doesn't <laughs> say anything. I think there's going to be a mystery there that I'm excited to see unfold. Yeah. It reminded me... The setup reminded me a little bit of Altered Carbon. I don't know if you've seen that uh, yeah. on oh, Netflix. Wow. Like, it wow. starts in a very similar way. You're getting down deep in that Netflix. Here, here's the funny thing. Uh, I've seen Altered Carbon. I've never seen Blade Runner. What? Wow. That's... Fucked up. Yeah, it is, is fucked very up. fucked up. Neither of them. You've, Neither oh, you've of only them. eaten. Well, I've never watched Blade Runner twenty forty nine because I've never seen Blade Runner. And what's that about? It just—it's never happened. For you've me. only eaten well. Hydrox and never touched an Oreo. <laughs> yeah. You Wait, only eat red vines and wouldn't, wouldn't eat a Twizzler. I did have red vines the other day, and I was like, "These are not good." No, they're oh, like. I don't know on, why dude. the West Coast likes them. They're like, ex- dude. They're like cut up extension cords, dude. <laughs> 
Come on, man. Rub vines are great. Uh, they're good for sipping soda, maybe, and that's it. But they taste like they were rubbed on a chalkboard. Well, you're rubbed on yeah, a chalkboard. No, that's a real Thanks. Down. Sick burn. Uh, this uh, title, as somebody who has not seen either Blade Runner movie, I still like this quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I know enough about the lore and what goes out of the movies to understand what's happening there. Um, but I thought the characters were good. They were interesting. The storytelling was good. Like you said, the mystery is interesting. And certainly going to go in some twisty directions as it goes. Next one to talk about, I believe this is from Boom Studios, Ghosted in L.A. Boombox. Number one. Boombox. And this is about a girl who moves to L.A. to be with her boyfriend and then, spoilers for the title... Gets ghosted. Yeah, and what I'm talking about with ghosts is you got JT Sizzle the mic here, and ghosts is when you like talk to somebody and they're like, whoa, later, bye bye. Yeah, like you would invite them over to your chase ATF. Exactly. Like, no, no dice later, bye bye, <laughs> TikTok. Uh, and then she meets some literal ghosts later on, and that's the setup for the book. Uh, what'd you think about this first issue? Well, I think it was a little bit of like the classic kind of like, oh, move to a place for somebody. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your roommate's a psychopath. Okay, we get it. We get it. But when we get to the ghost stuff, that's when things start being original, more fun. Um, And so So you sound like moving to a. Have you ever moved to a place for somebody? No, it's intense. Yeah, it is. But it's like she got her friend who gave her the. The real truth. She couldn't handle it. She started to go anyway. It's just, a, you know. But I liked the ghost stuff, and I'm excited to see what happens moving Pete, forward. Pete, would you ever move somewhere for somebody? Yes, I would. Thank you for Oh, asking. really? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Good, quite a good yeah, answer. Just there. curious. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it hurt other people in your life? Uh, well, I Pete? don't know. You know, it'd be, it'd be tough, but figure it out. You got to figure it out. That's right. You got to figure it just out. Just don't ghost people. Yeah, you, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, people are irreplaceable. Yeah. Particularly if it's like shows you've been doing for a really long time, Pete. Well, you know, I mean, love's more important, you know what I mean? <laughs> Jesus. Wow, what are we talking too, about right now? on the nose. Uh, all right. Uh, this book uh, I do think is fun. The characters are fun. I will say, to Pete's point, yeah, it yeah. felt like it got to the concept by the end of the book, and I wanted that to come in the middle of the book. Um, so I'm definitely interested to check out a second issue of this, uh, but this felt like the first... Either a pilot jammed into one issue or the mm. first 10 minutes of a pilot. You know? I me. can see that. Uh, but I agree. I liked it. Uh, it's fun stuff. Cool. Moving on to a DC comic book, Event Leviathan, number two. Now there this is a new the character. Ref. This is the Kite Man. This is the Kite Man ref. Uh, there is a new character named Leviathan who has destroyed all the intelligence agencies in the DC universe. Some of the biggest detectives in the DC universe have banded together to try to figure out who it is and exactly what's going on. And this issue, they float a new suspect who happens to be Jason Todd. As Dude, spoilers, bro. It's pretty obvious from the beginning that that's what they're going Jason for. Jason Todd, yeah. But I think for we can say that it's probably not Jason Todd. Right. I agree. Yeah. What? Be- because we're only partially the way through this event. So if they were like, it's definitely Jason Todd, and then Jason Todd's like, it's not me, and then they're like, it actually is Jason Todd, that's not much of a no, mystery. No, but I mean, you know, they got to chase him down and have some chase adventure. Him, chase, chase him, they, Todd. They got to chase him, Todd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I really liked this issue. The first issue was great. I think... Second issue does such an amazing job of setting things up. Amazing last panel. Uh, this is just some classic, great comic book stuff here. Uh, the art is really cool. Um, I feel like 
so now it, the series seems focused on who is Leviathan. Yeah. Right, based on this issue. In the, who the previous is issue, Leviathan? Right. Yeah. Uh, in the previous issue, sort of who? what? Didn't know. Yeah. You want to guess? Do you have a guess? No, I'm just asking you who it is. Who do you think? I think it's Jack Bear. <laughs> Oh my god! What <laughs> just happened? That was legit creepy. Uh, I here's my guess. I think it's going to be within the Bat family. Okay, and it I, has to be. Not necessarily. It could be anybody. Uh, I think it's going to be Damien. Oh. Because Leviathan used to be Talia Al Ghul's thing, so he's inheriting it. Yeah. Okay. That doesn't make any Isn't sense. Isn't Leviathan though. very tall? Yeah. Stilts. Yeah. That would also be a huge bummer because I really like Damien. Yeah. Yeah. But he also, he comes from the murdering side of things. And, like, I think this is something he could be maybe doing, too. It's, in this issue, it's alluded to that Batman has always planned for these intelligence agencies to be removed. Mm-hmm. And it feels like something that maybe Damien might do to be like, look, look, Father, I did this. Yeah, I can see that. I can also see he points the suspicion at Jason Todd in this issue. So yeah. if it is him, he'd certainly want to put it someplace else. You think it's going to be a double fake? I don't know. Um, I also think it's interesting that the way Leviathan talks feels very like he laughs at one point. Uh-huh. He or she laughs at one point. Um, so um, it's interesting. Yeah, uh, I like this. I do think Batman saying he's figured it out and it's 100% definitely Jason Todd. What it's not is a bit of a bummer for Batman. Because he's a detective. Yes, he is. Just he, like his maybe contemporary. Maybe the world's greatest detective. Well, we've got who's in the running? We have the question. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Plastic Man, yeah, Batman, De- Detective Chimp, Detective Chimp, uh, and didn't, wasn't uh, Kendra Saunders in there? Hawk Girl, uh, was she in the? She was in that black book yeah. or whatever yeah, the yeah. mystery thing where there yeah. was the mystery club. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I like this just fine. Um, I'm not the hugest fan of the who is blank thing. Like, yeah. I think the overall plan that Leviathan is doing is far more interesting than whatever Leviathan's identity is. So I'd rather be focusing on, okay, now that you've destroyed all of the global spy agencies, what's next? What is actually do- happening there? And I want to see that happen, and then I want to see everybody reacting to that. Uh, I also think something that you're... I never say is a great use of Plastic Man. I'm one of my least favorite DC characters used rather well here. Well, you're a big recycler. Yeah. Yes. So you I don't am. like Plastic Man. You want reusable man. Yeah. Reusable bag. Right. I just think he's pa- annoying paper guys. Man. Just uh, like you guys are being. Right. We're Plastic Man. What about Batgirl? Sure. She's At missing. this point, I, I really have no idea. I like, guess I really know how to have some fun with ge- a guessing game. Yeah. I don't even care, man. Yeah, I know. Wow. Cool, Mr. Cool over here. Yeah. Whatever, dude. Uh, you, what are you put out that cigarette, Pete. Not a <laughs> single guess. I'm saying it's Jason. Wow. Okay, well, that's yeah. stupid. I, you know what? Why I, is that I stupid? Go he's the that's one what Batman he's thought. The one I'm with Batman. Wow, you can't trust Batman. Fuck you, you can't what trust Batman. What if it's Batman? Yeah, it could be. Sure. It can't be Batman. Don't throw bones to me. I don't know. Whatever it is, it's going to be disappointing. I'm just saying. It's got. It's going to be disappointing. No, it's not. I if it's a hero turning a hero into a villain is a real bummer. Like I think, I don't know. You have to walk that back eventually and make them a hero again. So it feels like a cool move for a while, but then it never really pans out. When has that ever not worked? Sabretooth is one of my favorite X-Men. Fuck you. <laughs> right alongside Fuck Juggernaut. You. Oh, yeah. Another great X-Men who's not a mutant, but he hangs out with them. Yep. 
Uh, well, anyway, uh, it'll be fine. Like you said, the art is good. The writing is good. I definitely am on board to find out more. Regardless, let's turn to the end of something from Marvel Comics War of the Realms Omega. Oh, this man. is teasing a couple of upcoming books, including the Loki book, uh, the Valkyrie book, and one other book that I'm blanking on. Yep. Uh, yes, that's the Punisher. Uh, oh, right. Punisher. Yeah, I don't think so. Kill Punisher babysitter time. Yeah, Punisher babysitter book. No, no, it's Valkyrie. It's yeah, that's Loki and Punisher Kill Crew. Yes, and then they also talk about some Daredevil stuff. Daredevil's yeah. hanging out. Yeah, uh, I really like this. I thought it was a fun event, and then kind of a nice little bow to put on the end of it there, where you kind of really get uh, excited for Thor's new book. You're kind of I thought, what a fun thing to do uh, for Valkyrie, like with all the Valkyries being dead yeah. and then having Jane Foster. Like, very cool. Yeah, it's very badass. I uh, like the, uh, the the Loki stuff seems Daredevil fun. Daredevil stuff. Some Frost was, Giants. Yeah. Uh, that's an co- upcoming series by Dan Kibblesmith, which I think should be cool. Yeah. Um, the Punisher one, uh, sick of the Punisher. Definitely just sick of him. <laughs> fuck you, man. He doesn't do any. He always Shut the is. Fuck he's up. always he's miserable. He's up the streets. He's Everybody's he... partying, hanging out, and Punisher's he's, like he's miserable. Hey. It's like hanging out with a, an angry uncle. It's like, hey, man, sit down, no, relax. We're he's in a barbecue. Got shit to do. He's now he's gonna be running around with a bunch of kids. What's that mean? What is that? I don't know, man. He's got to save some kids. So you're like, you're down to the idea that Punisher, who only has one speed, fucking boring, angry. Fuck you, And he's going to be pounding around with a bunch of juniors? I don't know what's going to happen. It's just, he opened a van door with some kids. Do you think they're all going to start wearing little Punisher shirts? No. Little puns? Fuck you. Love it. Uh, but the Daredevil stuff was also really Daredevil. touching. Daredevil stuff was very Very good. cool, very yeah. well done. I really liked that. I thought yeah. this was a great kind of uh, addition to the event. Yeah, it was a nice wrap-up to everything yeah. that went on. Next one to talk about from Image Comics, Unearth number one. Unearth number one with yeah. some gross stuff happening under the earth, hence the name. What did you think about this book? Um, this one, I, I like the... It doesn't explain much of what's going on. There's a disease that's making people bend around. Yeah, or something, or kind of explode. Bloat. Bloat's a good way of putting Uh, it. Then they get underground, you don't quite know what's happening. Um, But I like, this feels like the beginning of a sort of Aliens-style sci-fi movie. Yeah, to your your point, it seemed like it was a disease thing, and then I was a little unclear why they headed down into these caves. Yeah. Uh, But then once they got there, they discover weird monsters, giant monsters. There's a lot of fighting going on. Um, As usual with a Cullen Bunn book, there's tons of ideas in it and yep. tons of creepy characters as well. So I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it, I think, more for the feel than the plot, but I think we will bring it together by the end. Yeah, this is definitely one I would give another read. Yeah. Pete, what about you? Yeah, it's all right. The art's good. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it unfolds. Great. Nice. Cool. Moving on to one coming out July 24th from Archie Comics and Dark Horse Comics. This Don't is Archie versus Predator 2. Number one, we were big fans of the first Archie versus Predator, which was a super gross, super hilarious take on both of the franchises, sending the Predator to Riverdale. We're picking up on the end of that, kind of, but this one is way more metatextual. A crazy meta. A crazy meta, Uh, but I thought it was kind of fascinating. Yeah. It goes so, like, most books that go meta are, like, a Deadpool-style meta, where occasionally the character will be, like, pretty cool that I'm in this comic, right? 
And this is just like so far through meta. It's not. It's like talking yeah. to a comic book fan about a comic that they're also inside of, and that was cool. Like yeah. I, to your point exactly, like it went so far through the looking glass. I'm like on board. Yeah. How'd you feel about it, Pete? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I think it's I a made lot him, of setup. I think I made him mad with the Punisher stuff because now he's being Punishery. Uh, you know, it's a lot of setup. It'll be interesting to see once some action actually happens. A lot of setup? Yeah, it's a lot so of... So much happens to this talky, issue. talky, talky, talky. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But at the same time, there's such so much weirdness happening here and so much commentary on Archie Comics as a thing that yeah. I was not expecting. Uh, I personally was riveted from the first page. I was Riverdaled. Not, not me. I was like, all right, let's fucking... You want to have see some action? Death. Let's see what you're setting up here. Not talk about what we're. Setting you should up. read a book called Archie versus Predator One. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's interesting also because the first series was had, was in the classic uh, Dan Parent, uh, if I'm saying the right person, art style art. Uh, yeah. The classic Archie style, and this is a much more modern Riverdale comic type art. Yeah, yeah, but it still has that Archie cartoony feel. But not anywhere no, near. No, not really. The... It feels more of a piece with all the other horror stuff. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I like no, this a lot. Weird. I'm very excited for people to check this out. Moving back to Marvel Comics, maybe this is a little more your speed, Pete. Probably Weapon will Plus, be. number one, bringing together Captain America and Wolverine to fight a bunch of sharp and exploding dudes. Yeah. How'd you feel, Pete? Well, this was uh, fun, but kind of bringing uh, together the Cap and uh, old Weapon X there, Wolverine. <laughs> and a kind of a fun way of like, hey, um, you know, we're all kind of uh, serumed up here. Uh, what if they have been working on that ever since you guys have been created, which is something that's kind of been explored before. But this is just kind of like turning that up to 11 a little bit. So, yeah, what I like about this book is you know what you're getting and it delivers on it. Fun art, ton of action, you know, uh, super fans gone wrong. <laughs> How many secret organizations have been working in the background of the Marvel Universe? Um, a all, lot of them. All a lot. Of them, yeah. Yeah. Constantly. Well, and yeah. what, it's I, the number one employer in the Marvel Universe, yeah. is secret underground organizations. It's secret sure. economy. It's really good. Yeah. Um, I do like they sort of lay that out a little bit in this title where they're like, um, they haven't been working separately. They've been working... Not even contiguously. They've been working at the same time uh, alongside each other. I was like, oh, shit. This is maybe an even more employable situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I like Captain America and Wolverine together. I would actually like to see them sort of uh, slow down a little bit and talk about each other a little bit more since they do have a history in the, the Marvel Universe together. I love is a great moment where Wolverine is like, I don't know what that is. I'm even older than you are. Yeah, that and was I, a fun That was a really fun uh, yeah. sort of reminder that Wolverine's actually much older. Yeah. I'm I'm not super into the whole Weapon X, Weapon Plus, Weapon whatever, Weapon, Weapon, Weapon. It's weapon H. Well, did you know that X is 10? Oh. And plus okay, but if a, you turn, it, turn an X to the side, X. yeah. It will kind of like slightly turned on yeah, an angle. Sideways. Yeah. Uh, not, uh, not far enough. Yeah, turn it up. A plus sideways is still a plus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we wow. <laughs> uh, But I did like Captain America and Wolverine in this. Uh, they're bringing it Venom and a bunch of other characters as we go forward. Um, I also enjoyed Spoilers. Phantom X is yeah. in this, yes. which is fun. And they're very long-winded. 
Yeah, uh, the comment about him giving a 20-minute monologue from Cap was, was great. Funny, yeah. uh, so enjoyable. Like, this is supposed to be a big action thriller, and I think it nails that. They're fun yeah. peas in a pod. And that's where I want my peas, in a pod. Yeah, stick it a pod, peas. Last one we're going to talk about from DC Comics, Naomi number six. This is the last issue of Naomi for now. For now. Later on, there's going to be Naomi two. But this wraps up the initial arc arc on the title. Naomi has found out she has powers, that she's from an alternate dimension. She's met the evil villain who forced her parents to drop her off on Earth. Uh, And this issue, she's taking the fight to him. How do you feel it wrapped up? How do you feel about this title? I've uh, been enjoying this title the whole way. I think this does a great job in the last issue getting you excited for more I really love this. I feel like Bendis is really killing this book, and I'm sad to see it go. Uh, but yeah, I think this is a great introduction of a new character uh, that fits nicely in what's going on. And uh, yeah, I, I've been impressed with this book. Uh, the art is certainly great. Um, I, this issue, like, I really like the mystery elements and sort of the wonderment of the first few issues of this series. Right. And this issue felt sort of, to me, a little rushed and a little like, nope, she's just a regular superhero. She punched this guy into a portal. So it didn't really, I, I thought there was going to be a little more uh, special sauce on it. It felt less unique than the uh, sort of promise of the premise. I, I can see that. And they're setting her up. She's heading over to, what is it, Young Justice or something like that. Yeah. Um, so I can see how they wanted to rush her into that development so they can get her over there. Also, six issues, nice for the trade. So just finish it up there and then go into Naomi 2. Um, but I like that they added this new character into the universe. I'm excited to read Naomi 2. So ultimately, I think it was very successful there. Yeah. yeah me too. It's all fitting into the Bendis at DC blueprint of uh, creating a new character that will then become mainstream, like he did with Miles Morales. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right, if you'd like to support this podcast and all the podcasts we do, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on down and we'll chat with you about comics. Pete, what do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out at comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and more. You can subscribe on iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice. Shakespeare. Wow. Cash app. Join Alex and Pete.